Hello and welcome to today's episode of Fostering Focus from Norfolk County Council. I'm Scott, the Marketing Manager for the Fostering and Adoption Service. We set up our podcast so that you, the listener, can hear firsthand from our current foster carers, social workers and team members. We'll be discussing various topics which will help you in your decision to become a foster carer. Today I'm speaking with Wendy, a supervising social worker, and Rosie, one of our foster carers. And today we're going to be discussing Fostering Network's Foster Care Fortnight and the topic around why we care. This conversation was recorded on the 29th of April, 2021, and we hope you enjoy listening. Welcome, Wendy and Rosie. Hi. Hello. Thank you for joining me on the show today um, and the topic around foster care fortnight and why we care. Rosie, just a, a question before we get started. Could you just give us a little bit of information of why you chose to become a foster carer? I don't really know how it came about other than um, Colin is from a fostering family, but it was just something we'd always said we was going to do. We just always knew that when we was finished having our own birth children, that it was something that we'd like to do and moving house and moving further away, which meant I didn't have to work, just allowed us to be able to do it a lot sooner than we thought. And what was the instigator? What was the trigger that said to you and your your husband that now's the time? Was it was there an indicator or was it conversations that you had? You said you'd, you'd moved away and, that, you know, what, what made the time right? I think ours both were a lot older um, and a lot easier. And I was starting a new job in the primary school. Yeah. So I was just as a a dinner lady and then I was doing some of the teaching assistant stuff and it was either I went on and sort of really went into that and did the training or we said no we said we was going to go for it with fostering so we do that mm. so in the end after a, a chat and a discussion with the kids because obviously it's not just our decision it's a family decision and it was also something we spoke to Colin's mum and dad about because they've already been in the the shoes of a foster carer you know how did we did they think it went for them and you know did it have any huge impacts that were mm. negative and positive for them it just helped us come to the decision that actually the time was right and um if someone said to you obviously the topic for foster care fortnight is why we care and someone that was interested in fostering turned around to you and said, so why do you care? What, what, how would you sum that up? How would you sum up that topic of, you know, why you care, why you do what you want to do? We just wanted to make a difference. We just wanted to make a difference to a child's life, whether it be one or ten. You just, I know what our children have and the stability they have with us. And even working in the school, you can see the differences of of different lifestyles, different children's, different mm-hmm. experiences for them. And we just wanted to make that difference. And um, how would you say it's changed your life? How would you say fostering's changed your life? It has made me more flexible in, uh, you know, being available for things at short notice and stuff like that. But I think for all of us, it's made us care even more. And to really understand that there's a bigger picture it's not just the child that you care about. It's the whole team around the child. Mm. Yeah, and that it's not always 
that the parents are the bad guys, there's always more of a story. And it's just made us more empathetic, I think. Okay. And and just to bring Wendy in, Wendy, um, you know, Rosie touched upon the team around the child um, and you as her supporting social worker. Um, what changes have you seen um, while you've been working with Rosie? Um, I suppose I've seen quite a lot of changes because um, the young person who's in placement at the moment has been there for a while now. Um, and and so it's been quite a learning curve of understanding all the systems that are in place with when a child is in foster care and all the things that, that foster carers are expected to do. Um, I think I've seen mm. as well that the uh, Rosie's um, two children have have also grown into the role as well as her husband, and uh, one of the children is really involved with with the uh, foster carers birth children group and has helped with um, doing podcasts and doing all sorts of things with them. So it, that there's been a, a positive aspect for them, and. I remember being very touched by something that Rosie told me back in 2019 when it was the um, Children in Need Day. And um, her, her, both, both the children were in primary school when Rosie and Colin started to foster. I think one, one is, one's gone up to high school now. Yeah. But the younger child is still in primary school and he was going off to um, – to do the to do children in need that day and he he said something to Rosie along the lines of well these are the children that we're helping isn't it you know these children they're children in need and it was like it was it was such a profound thing really for such a young child to suddenly realize that he and his family were helping children who needed some help at that time and that was such a lovely thing to hear from him such a compassionate thing for for from a young child and I think that is just a reflection of what all the family is like they are compassionate and caring people and and are making a difference and have made a difference it's been lovely to see and to have that you know Rosie for your son to be able to reflect on that and come out and say that I mean that must be so heartwarming for yourself as well of you know the nurturing nature um that I've seen you know firsthand when we've worked together Rosie your nurturing na- nature it just comes out it it just shines oh thank you um I I must say I was really really proud I think he actually stood up in assembly didn't he Wendy and he he'd made a poster about fostering and how important it was and it just shows that they take on board everything and it's just it's made them more caring and understanding as well you know children don't often think about the needs of other children as such and what other yeah. children may be going through but they do and it, it is really lovely and my son has taken up the role of kind of keeping an eye on his friends in class and his teacher said to us once that he's the child that they go to if there's a new child in school He's the child that they ask to look after that child and to show them round because they know how caring and considerate he is. And that, I think, with the fostering has just grown even more. And, you know, that's lovely to hear that the school goes to your son, you know, with that new starter and he's got that empathetic nature. And talking about the empathy and the highlights, et cetera, that, that you've had 
you know, through your your time of being a foster carer, what would you say your biggest achievement is or your proudest achievement? How our young person is today. Just, you know, everything, every little achievement along the way is just, I think, something to be proud of. And to see a child that's just oozing confidence and cheeky and bright and learning it's just you couldn't want anything more and it's safe to say to our listeners um I've experienced that firsthand and um <laughs> uh, yes everything that you've said there um uh it brings a tear to my eye um having having met that young person and spent some time with you both <laughs> I can I can agree with all the points that you've that you've said there and and Wendy just coming back to yourself what would you say Rosie's you know their biggest achievement has been I think their biggest achievement is that they're in it together as a family because there's early on Rosie said you have to be flexible as a foster carer and that flexibility isn't just about the person who would perhaps we would call them the main carer it's about everybody so you know, we've had to do things during school summer holidays where the children, Rose's own children, have had to take almost a back seat um, because of what we needed to do for the child who's in placement. And so uh, if they weren't in it all together, that would be really hard and could build resentment. But they are in it together. And uh, Rosie and her husband, Colin, have been able to explain why we're doing this, why we need to do it. Um, The other thing is that Rosie hadn't been used to going to meetings and stuff. And obviously, we have meetings where foster carers have to speak and say what's been happening at home. And they have to seek advice and stuff. And Rosie's really good at communicating uh, information to everybody, um, including birth parents, about their child, and um, doing that in a way that that is respectful and compassionate and and caring. That there's not a judgment because we know that things go wrong in people's lives, but there's not a judgment. It's just this is the situation and they are looking after that young person for this period of time while that situation is being resolved in whatever way. And um, there are things that that Rosie and Colin have been able to just take on board and do really well. And having their own young children is, it can be more difficult, but actually they've made it more of a positive not there's no negative it's it's all positive because they're open with their with their kids so it's a lovely fostering family yeah they're all in it together and everyone understands that that everyone gets their own time but they're all in it together um and rosie you know it's about meeting the needs of not just the looked after child but your own children as well isn't it and it's and it's having that and it sounds like you and your family have just got that balance just right yeah we we do try and it's it's important that they feel included and valued as well when when you're discussing things and you know to a certain extent they don't need to know all of the details but when we was having that period in the school holidays 
you know, we spoke to them about it and they understood why it was the way it was. And they knew mm. at the end of the school holidays, we had a holiday we were going on. So they they just didn't mind. And it is quite nice because it you do see that they understand and yeah. they do ask questions sometimes and you answer them in a way that makes them that little bit more compassionate and understanding for other people. That's 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 lovely to hear. Rosie, what would you say to someone that was considering becoming a foster carer? I'd tell them to do it. If they if they even had the slightest thought about it, I'd say reach out, ask some questions. Because I, I we don't regret it for a minute. I love every part of it. Um, not so much the meetings, because I don't like speaking in front of people that much. But I found that a lot easier as we've gone along. Yeah. But I'd just say to it, if you do, if you have space and you have the time and a big enough heart, then why not ask the questions and try? But it's not easy either, is it? I think that's the other thing that we've. It's not. It's it's it's, it's not, not plain easy. sailing. Um, you know, no. the, the the children, the young people in in question have been through things that you know you sometimes you can't even imagine would be possible. Um, um, and it's dealing with each young person. And, you know, what they've been through in a delicate way, in an understanding way, but ultimately just being there for them. Yeah. And and also you can't compare them. You can't compare them to your own experiences of your child at that age or your child as they are now. You have to know that every child is different and it's not yeah. going to be easy. And because your little one, you know, was toilet trained and in a bed and all of this it, it is could be a longer process or a harder process and it might not be easy for your birth children at some times I mean we've not had any major bumps in the road but with some children there are and you just have to know that it's not it's not something you take on lightly I think if you have that inclination you might want to do it then you should reach out ask the questions but you do need to know all of the information and you do have to be flexible because you might think it's all fine and dandy and plain sailing but if you're someone that likes to celebrate your birthday and then you get a phone call at six o'clock and then that day's the next day's plans are cancelled they're cancelled you know the child comes first I mean that's what in the summer you know we we had to change plans for birthdays anniversaries um days out throughout the whole six weeks periods and you also have to manage your children not being disappointed and resenting the child so it's not not easy but it's worth it and it can't be easy you know like you said it's you know your own birth children not resenting that child or you yeah and, and that's got to be a balancing in an act in its in itself to get that to get that right um wendy is there anything that you'd like to add i think if people are thinking of becoming foster carers um they should do as rosie has said they should make the inquiries because finding out more through perhaps coming to one of our information sessions would give them a better idea about is this the right time because i i think for anybody who's got their own children um it's got to be the right time. So it might be something that they would come to and they think, yeah, this is the right time. Or they might think, 
no, we need to wait until our youngest child is at high school or they've all left home or or something. So um, if you've got children, it's, it is something you can do when you have your own children. But the time commitment um, is immense and you've got to know that you've got your own support network around you to be able to do it and you've got to know that your children can manage it and I think finding out a bit more information will perhaps answer some of those questions which nobody but yourselves could answer um, uh, you know as a as, as a person making an inquiry and then if it is the it feels the right time then go ahead with it because it, it it is a great thing. Rosie's family have flourished being foster caring family. Um, and um, I hope that they continue for a long time. No, and for anyone listening that wants to find further information, you can visit uh, norfolk.gov.uk forward slash fostering, where you'll find lots of information on the different types of fostering. Or you can call us on 01603 306 649 um, and have a chat with us. But I'd just like to say a big thank you to Wendy and Rosie for joining me on today's episode. Thank you. Until next time, this has been Fostering Focus.